Anytime you feel that things are getting rough, look at a baby. Look at a baby trying to walk. That baby's gonna get up, it's gonna stumble, it's gonna fall back down, it might cry, but it never stays down. It gets right back up and tries again. We were not innately born to quit. We were not innately born to stay down. Welcome back to Unknown and Talented. My name is Jalon Abrams, and I have a special guest today, Mariano Martinez, J-Dove Productions. He empowers oh, no. kids through dance. Super dance. Listen, his dancing skills is out of this world. I'm sorry we don't got no clips of him dancing, but it's out of this world. But well, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing great, my brother. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good myself, man. I, I know you said you was just recently out of the country. Uh, where'd you yes, go? Sir. I went to Honduras, bro. I went okay. to Honduras. Yeah, my family, my family's from out there, so I'm always out there. My father left some, you know, generational wealth and stuff like that. So land and everything, house over there, everything's good, man. What? So I'm always well, out there. Yeah. Oh no, that, yeah. that's ama- that's amazing, man. Because I'm actually yeah, ja- thanks, Jama- I'm, I'm actually Jamaican and Guyanese. I've never actually well, been to either one, so that's kind of what? fire. That- no, I've never. been. Oh man, bro, you gotta go. You I, gotta I know, go. I know. I've been working on a trip to Jamaica for the longest. My parents just went recently, and I ain't go. Okay. I, I gotta I gotta make a trip out there. But yeah. when, when once you when go, once you go, you gonna love it. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, yeah. see, knowing that you got land out there in Honduras, that's kind of fire, man. So it's like, how much of your family's there? Is everybody or what? Nah, well, the last, when I say my, my my father's younger, no, older sister, she was the last one out of his siblings. Uh, she just passed in January. But we have a slew of cousins. So I have a slew of cousins and nieces and nephews. So, yeah, like a bunch. When I say a bunch, yeah. a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, Other than that, were... everybody else is here. Everyone's here. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do something a little different today. People that listen, I usually just interview the person, find out everything about them. But I want to have a little yeah. bit of fun today because you are all a right, dancer. Right, so I have a this or that. So or okay. this or that. Is it gonna be this or that? I don't know. I don't know what's gonna be called, but we're gonna say is this or that for today. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm gonna go through two different things. You pick one. You can explain why you pick one, or we could just keep moving on. All right. Okay. So we have first one: MC Hammer or Soldier Boy? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm gonna say Soldier Boy because of innovation. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next, next one. All right. Sierra or Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson. Ooh, okay. Janet. Yeah. Now, Every day. I, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. So especially when she would start <laughs> pinning people up against the little um, things on stage. That was crazy. Yeah, man. That was crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> All yeah. right. Stomp the yard or you got serve? Wow. You got served. You got served. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Uh, Chris Brown or Usher? How you going to do that, bro? How you going to do that? <laughs> hey. <laughs> How are you going to do that? Oh man! Wow, you know what? I'm gonna say Usher because Chris Brown is kind of kind of one of his mentees, and you know Usher was out before, so Usher. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Usher is the legend, also. Yeah, yeah, Usher is the legend. It's kind of hard to go against Usher, but you know, I'm saying Chris Brown is he's he's a goat himself. Yeah, he's doing his Um, thing now. I don't know about these two movies, but I picked them anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna see. Save the last dance or honey. 
<laughs> Which one? I'm gonna say honey because of the youth work. Okay, okay. Honey. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. Yeah. Like, that's gonna be, that's gonna be the last one. I had one more, but I'm like, ah, I might as well go to I'll go to I don't know. So Dougie yeah. or, or Dougie or the Cabbage Patch? Okay, that's a difficult one. Only because I'm looking at it from perspective of old old school versus new school, youth versus the 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 you know elders or whatever or older people. Um, Dougie, Dougie Fresh. I mean not Dougie Fresh. Dougie, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Dougie, yeah. Cool, cool, Dougie. cool. That, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was a little, that was a little like different for me. Yeah, man, I, like I want to, I want to change it up a little bit. I didn't want to just be a boring thing and kind of get you a little warmed up. So, so now I, I want like you that. to talk. Now I want you to talk about what you do. You do empower kids through dance. Well, what does that look like? Absolutely, absolutely. So the, the overarching umbrella is youth empowerment through dance. Mainly, what I do is I help schools, nonprofits, and youth organizations create engaging, impactful, and transformative dance programs. So the dance program itself is not just you know, a two-step is not just um, showing up for choreo. It's actually team building. It's actually them diving into their emotions and feelings and then creating artwork, dance and movement through that. It's also, and that's the social emotional learning aspect of it that we tie into our curriculums. It's also curriculum writing. It's also getting, having them visualize, you know, themselves as their favorite artist and then having them understand that what would they or uh, questioning them like what would your artist your favorite artist look like doing this choreo and that's when you see them you know come up and it's like oh they would be sharp and they would do this and they would do that exactly that's you that's who you are right now and that's how you're performing right now so you know with those envisioning exercises again even um courting even learning how to stay on task if they don't get along with somebody on the team ah, so deep. all these things are incorporated and tied into my curriculum and the stuff that i that i you know, work with the schools and nonprofits and the youth organizations and anything that I do really, because I also do like the King Sanguera and Sweet Sixteens, which is where we started. You know what that, you're familiar with that? King Sanguera and Sweet Sixteens? Not at all. Okay. So those, think about a wedding for a 14 or 15 year old girl. And the only difference is she doesn't have to say I do. Mm. Wow. That's, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. Basic rundown. Yes. So they, in a, in, in a wedding, it's called a court. And a saying, no, in a wedding, it's called brides and grooms. And a sweet 16, a key saying, yeah, that's called a court. So they have the same setup and all of that. You know, a lot of them, usually, um, depending on the culture and the people in the background, they'll go to church and be blessed and all that stuff like that. But it's a similar setup. You have probably four, like from four to 16 girls, 16 guys, all of that. So what I do is I come in and I train them on their presentation how they're gonna walk in, what they're gonna, what choreography they want, and what they're gonna present to the to their audience and to the guest, and then anything from there and to the exit. So I do all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying. So basically, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to mm -hmm, picture yeah. it in my head right now. So it's they're like sweet sixteenth or their birthday, but they're having like a dance performance in the middle of it. Correct. They're having a dance oh. presentation in it. Correct. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Wow. So, yeah. so what made you even think about something like that? Because I remember like the Sweet 16s on like MTV and stuff like that, but yes. I never, I didn't think about like the dancing parts. Okay. So what made me get into it, first and foremost, like my cousin, 
knew that I danced. So she asked, she just asked me for help with hers. Because she was having one year, this is years back. She was having one. And so she asked me for, for, to help her with hers. Cool. A few months, no, about a year later, another family member asked me to help her with, with hers. And she had 16 guys and 16 girls. There was no way I was choreographing for 32 by myself. So I brought in my dance partner at the time. And she worked with the girls. I worked with the guys. Once the audience saw what we did, the guest of the party saw what we did, they immediately, you know, some girls came up to us and they were like, oh, um, my sister's having a sweet 16 in a few months. How much do you charge? And I was like, oh, no, we don't. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> oh. Word? <laughs> so from then on, we talked the price, gave them a price. They say yes. Once we did this, it just started flooding, 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 flooding. We did about, in that one year, we did about eight to ten. At that time, in that one year, from the same community. Yeah, man. So, and that allowed me to see two things that I loved. One was I was dancing. Two, I was empowering the youth. So, I just kept running with it. Running with yeah. it, running with it. And then years later, I turned everything that I that I knew into curriculums and started pitching it to the schools. And they started buying as well. Hey, okay, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, you started <laughs> off just doing something for free, right? Then somebody Correct. came to you and say, "Hey, how much do you charge?" And Correct. at that at that point, your mind just went to business mode. Did you have like a business mode before then, or like what made you think like, "Yo, charge these people"? No, I didn't. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I didn't have a business mode before that at all, and I didn't even think that we could charge for it. Okay. You know, once they asked, it was like, "Okay, y'all, 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 y'all going, you know." Give us some money for this. You know, it's going to be a, become a transaction. No problem. We'll give you a price. You know, once we gave them the price, they say yes. And then like proof of concept, we gave them the price. They say yes. Other people started seeing what we were doing. They wanted us to do theirs. It just. Mm. Okay, yeah, so, so, okay. So how did you go from that one event to having eight more that year? Because you go one, you know, you see the... I, I don't know if the next person saw you at the next event. How did that happen? Because that's that's pretty quick to go from no business to having eight clients. Correct. So what happened is, keep in mind, this is an event where the birthday girl has a bunch of her other friends and her cousins in hers. Now, when they're seeing what the practice looks like, how we're setting everything up, how we're structuring everything... They begin to tell their parents, listen, this is what's going on over here. Once that happens, it's like, okay, well, my daughter's is coming up in a few months, you know, or my, oh yeah, my daughter's, my cousin's, whatever is coming up in a few months. And that's when the parents started seeing what we were doing. And they were like, look, we want this. We want this. We want this. Yeah. We're doing X, Y, and Z. We love how you structure everything. We love how you work with the youth. We love how you're empowering them. We've never even seen. And a lot of them, a lot of times it's where. Let's say you're in a Sweet 16. You may have never danced before, but I make you look like Usher. I make you look like Chris Brown by allowing you to think yourself into those positions and into those spots and, you know, getting you to a point where even if you're not a dancer, you're still not afraid to try. Yeah. yeah you know? No, so, and no, so parents fire. started seeing this, man. Yeah. No, that, that's fire. It's, it's funny yeah. how you said that because I have no back, um, no dance history at all, but I used to be mm. a summer camp counselor and what we had every Friday was like 
not dance sauce, but it's kind of like different challenges. So I had like the youngest kids, six and seven year olds. So I'm getting them, all right, guys, but I do this dance thing. And they're like, they will actually do it. And they're super hype about it. But you made a mm-hmm. business about that. So, Correct. so you, you started from having that eight. I just want, I just really want to talk about like going from zero to where you're at now. So going yeah. from just word of mouth to now being a business where you're contacting these schools and stuff, how did that happen? So during the pandemic, right? Now you fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. During the pandemic, you know, everything went virtual. Cool. After the pandemic, it was like, okay, we got to go back into the schools you know, but we have to, you know, take certain things, right? <laughs> so it's like, and it's a couple of schools were hitting me up and I was like, okay, what are we doing? So I said to myself, I cannot go into all of these schools by myself. So I decided to split it and I said, let me turn everything and I'm part of, I don't know if you know, you're familiar with the morning meetup. Yes. David Shans, right. Yeah. So it's part, funny. part of the morning I, I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off. It's funny. I was yeah. just listening. I was listening to it today, right? The epi- it was on. Could they have it episodes on the podcast? So I was listening to it today, and he was reading off the messages. It was one of your messages was on there because he said, "Oh, empowering the youth through dance." I was like, "Yo, that, that's, that's Mariano." I was like, "That got that gotta be you." I was like, "That's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes. I'm glad that's up. Yeah, man. So because of that, and because of the fact that every Every morning, right, we're, we're reading books. We're reading books, we're reading books, we're reading books, we're reading books. And so I started to realize, like, all my life, we've been reading books. Like, from when you're younger and everything, you're reading a book. If you have to, like, you know, school, sometimes when you don't have to, you don't. But because of the morning meetup and we're reading books, I said to myself, wait a minute. We're reading these books. We're getting this information. However, we never meet the authors, right? I said, but even though we don't meet the authors, that doesn't stop them from putting their information into our heads. How are they doing that? They're doing it because they put their stuff in a book. And so at the same time, I'm hearing all this stuff about courses and people building courses and this and that. So I started, I decided to look at what exactly is a course. And I looked at it and I'm like, this is a curriculum. This is a curriculum outline. I've been doing curriculum since 03. So I'm like, let me put, all of the information and the stuff that I do into curriculums, right? Create a, a whole curriculum out of it. Also, let's look at what the schools need. What do they need? They need you know, social emotional learning. They need mindset. They need power hour. All of these things that they they have into the, into what you know the standards are. And I'm like, and I looked at what social emotional learning was, and I was like, I've been doing this for years. So I was like, okay, put in a curriculum, and I started pitching it to the schools, and I started. Writing down, wait a minute, who do I know in the school system? Who do I know that has seen me come in there? Because I also, after the King Singer as a Sweet Sixteens, I started working at like different nonprofits and doing my, you know, dance services for those different nonprofits. So I started hitting them up and was like, listen, I have this package. This is what I offer. I have other dancers that work with me now that, you know, I employ them basically as, as, um, as subcontractors. So they know my curriculum. They know my information. They've been trained by me. Let us come in and, and serve whatever your, you know, your population and whatever it is that you need. Start again, some yeses. Start again, more and more and more yeses. But that's how I was able to get what I do into the school systems. Man, you're, you're killing it. You're, you're killing it. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> kind of fire. You're making a book and then actually having the schools like take it as a curriculum. 
You know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, so let, let's go. Let's go way back. Then. Let's, let's go way back. How did you get cool. your start of just being a dancer? Period. So it's something that has been innate. I'll say it that way. It's been innate. I've always loved dancing. Um, my mother tells stories of me not being able to uh, walk past a store or a supermarket that had music on. I had to stop and start dancing and moving. I don't remember that, but you know. <laughs> my mom said something like i believe you (laughs) but so yeah so i've always loved it from then on the main memory that i have is me being a battle dancer i'm i'm i live here in new york i grew up in brooklyn and in in coney island right not the park but the area called coney island and so there's an area in there called astroland park that's where the rides and stuff is at are at and so there, there's a place called the Himalayas with the DJ blast music. And in the strip, the street is like no cars can go through there. So it's, a, it's a basically a walkway where and then there is where dancers usually come together and start battling or dancing, just moving, stuff like that. So I, I was a street dancer there first. Oh, wow. And this okay. was like when I was like 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. So, so, I, so I have a question. I'm not sure how old you, old you how I'm not sure how old you are, but then they have, okay. you have like the boom box on the street. And they're like, do it like that or really? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. What? So, so were you Cardboard actually winning these floor. dances? What? Yeah, I was one of those dancers, man. <laughs> we Yo, do that's, exist. <laughs> that's that's fire, man. Wow, that's fire. So, 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 how did those battles go? Like, how did you get introduced to that? I got introduced to it. They were my my older brother used to dance, and then there was another family on the fourteenth floor in the building that we grew up in. They were dancers also, and they were brothers. So it was like a team of four, you know. Mm-hmm. And we just would go down there and just love music and just start moving and you know doing all the things or learning from other people or battling other people, things like that, man. That's how we got into it. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's that's fire. Though. Those were the days, man. Yeah, those okay, were the memories, so- and I. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I love, I love the the nostalgia that it brings because it reminds me of it reminds me of my youth and it reminds me of something that kept me out of trouble. You know, which is what I provide for the youth now: something to get them out of trouble that you can actually take as a skill and then monetize it as well. So gotcha. yeah, so. So you started this from just helping someone out and now you have a business, but what made you want to say like to keep empowering the youth? Like what made you say, I want to do this for the youth and not for adults or people with, you know, probably more money. Mm. So one of the main reasons is the youth, they need an outlet. They need an outlet. And the, the other main thing is they need to understand that no matter what, issues maybe around them or whatever circumstances they're here on purpose they're here on purpose and they have purpose and they need to understand that as as a youth because think about it think about if you knew when you were eight nine ten that you were here on purpose and you had purpose what are some of the things that you might not have done what is some of the trouble that you might not have gotten into what are some of the decisions that you might have made differently. So we can we can instill and and empower them with that knowledge and that information at a very young age. It can change the trajectory of their life, man. Mm. 
Nah, that's no, 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 that's definitely because these kids, man, especially now, them stuck in a house, like you said, you're doing something to get out of trouble. Now it's just a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so, so what kind of things are like? So I, I see like a lot of different TV shows where they have like dance battles and stuff. Like, how far do you want to take it? Is it just helping these kids with like just different dance moves in school, or are you trying to help kids get scholarships? How far are you trying to help the kids out? Yeah, man, I would love for them to get scholarships. I would love for them to know the earning potential that they can have. I, yeah, the earning potential that they can have with the skill that they have. A lot of people still see dance as a hobby. And it's actually, it's not. It's, it's dance. Dance is math. Dance is discipline. Dance is fitness. Dance is structure. Dance is mental health. Dance is self-esteem. Dance is stress relief. You know, it's, a, it's and there's so many avenues that you can go with just these seven things. You know what I mean? And and to get paid from it. My big idea and the big picture is to take the youth empowerment through dance initiative global and around the world. This logo that you see here, the color of this one is the Zimbabwean flag. I think you can probably still see, yeah, you can see the 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 little birds, um, the beak and stuff in here. But this is the color from Zimbabwe because I tested out my methodologies with a mentee that I have. He's now in Qatar, but he's, he, lived in Zimb he lived in Zimbabwe. He was in Zimbabwe when I was mentoring him fully. And we were able to get him into two schools out there in Zimbabwe. So the method works. Yeah, the method works. He was able to get into the into the two schools. I told him, I coached him on what exactly to do, what exactly to say, how to structure everything. He got two schools. He was able to work with the youth out there. So yeah, I'm looking to go. I'm going global, bro. Okay. I'm going global. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I like that. I do I do see that you talked about the color of your logo. So talk about mm -hmm. your actual business, J Dove. Sorry, yeah, J Dove Productions. Productions. Yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, what is yeah. what is it? What does it stand for? What does it mean? Why'd you pick that name? So a dove, the name was in a sense given to me. A friend of mine, now Davis, when I was looking for a new name for the company, he was like J Dove, and I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, J Dove, and I was like, why? So he was like, a dove. A dove represents. Um, peace, serenity, tranquility, hope, right? And he was like, those are the things that you embody. And I was like, what? So, and they, and they know me as Junior. So that's where the J comes from. So J-Dove and production company, so J-Dove Productions. But yeah, because of the symbolism of what a dove represents, that's what the company represents. And at the time, like someone else, when I told somebody else this, a couple of, maybe about four or five years later, after give after having the name, they were like, "That's a ministry." I said, "What? I'm like, nah, ministry now." Nah. So you know, what I'm like, you, you you kind of again don't know the qualities and the things that you possess because you possess them. It just looks like it's nothing to you. It wasn't until later, when all these youth, the ones who are older now came back to me and they were like, thank you for, for everything you've done. Thank you for impacting my life. You didn't know it back then, but your program was the only thing that kept me sane and was the only way that I could relieve stress. And I'm like, huh? And you know, other people who are now, they 
are dancers, choreographers, chefs, musicians, poets, photographers. They own their own businesses. They own their own companies. And they all came through J-Duff Productions. And the fact that I was able to give them some, some a reason for them to believe in themselves. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this no, is that, a ministry. <laughs> no, that, that's amazing. That's amazing to yeah. see them come to see them come back and like see how much stuff they did. So did you actually so ha teaching them dance? Were you, were you also like a mentor for them as well? Right. All right. Okay, and then right. they pretty much took it to start. Did you like pretty much instill like having like the importance of having their own business? You said a lot of them are entrepreneurs, or did they just got them on them, themselves? They're entrepreneurs. I, you know, I want to say the fact that they saw me do it and they were a part of me doing it allowed them to see that they could do it too. And that's and that's that's one of the the gems and one of the pieces of J Duff Productions where it's like. No, you don't have to turn out to be a dancer, but what is it that you actually want to do and know that you can do that? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so so I wanna I wanna get a little more personal. So yeah. you're you're helping out all these kids. All these mm -hmm. kids are coming back. How is this actually affecting you doing this and actually affecting these lives? How's that if how's this affecting your life? Oh man. I wanna say it's keeping me sane. Because okay. it is. <laughs> I want to say it's allowing it's allowing me to see my impact, my potential, my ability. Right. Because I always and I tell them all the time, there is no such thing as a teacher without students. So I exist because of y'all. You know, I exist because of y'all. I exist to provide you with an understanding of what you have and an understanding of yourself and an understanding of your purpose and your abilities. So I, that's, that's what I, you know, that's why I exist. So if it wasn't me being able to, even the fact that like, even now, like as youth keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming, it's like, I'm learning more and more. So I even let them know that like y'all are teaching me. It's not, this is not one-sided, you know, it works both ways. And I'm not ashamed I'm not one of those people where it's like, okay, I have a degree or I have a certain level. I'm up here and y'all are, you know, y'all are children. There's nothing I can, I can learn from y'all. That's, that's crap. I can learn so much from them. And, and I, and I love it. And I let them know that we can learn from you. And I even let the parents know, listen, I need you to listen to your child. They're, they're coming with something. They have a skill. They have an ability. This is why I, I always say, like, God keeps sending them back to us. Like, he sends them, you know, his children 24-7. There's always going to be birth because they're coming into this earth with something. And there's certain things that need to change. And they have the change. They are the change. So. So, so what's something you learned from these kids then? Because I know these kids are smart. Me, I have a niece and a nephew. And mm -hmm. I made sure never to baby talk my nephew. He's like six right now. I made sure never to baby talk him. I'm talking, he's like two years old. I'm saying, mm -hmm. you gonna do this? You gonna do that? You know what I mean? Like they understand. Yeah. I remember yeah. one time it was just like, I had my dog and I had him. He was crying like crazy. I said, you know what? I'm taking Coco outside. You gonna sit here and relax. I took her outside and came back and he was chilling. So did they chilling. understand? Did they understand? Yeah. So, so what, so what yeah. did you learn from dealing with so many kids? What did you learn? What is one thing you've learned um, from a kid, kid that, a kid that changed your life? 
that they're a voice and they need, they deserve to be heard. That there's nothing in any history book, in any psychology book, in any mental health book, in any child rearing book that says you grow emotions after the age of 10 or 11. You become a human after the age of 10 or 11. There's nothing that says that. So let's stop treating children like they have no feelings or they have no emotions or they have no voice. No. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it. I want to, I want to get back onto like the business structure of this. Cause right yes. now listening to it, I know all the listeners are like, man, this sounds like it's easy. I'm about to start a dance company right mm. now. <laughs> so, so, talk, talk, <laughs> so talk about your business structure and also the struggles you, you faced along the way. Ooh, all right, let's go over business structure. So right now I have it and I'm continuing to flesh everything out because there, there are about, um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, about five, six of us on the team. So it's myself and then I have other dancers and choreographers that work with me, right? So basically my structure is I speak to the schools, nonprofits, youth organizations, let them know the offer that we have and then also let them know that I have other team members that, you know, go into the schools and facilitate the 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 programming and the curriculum. They're all trained by me. So that's that aspect. However, as I'm looking to go bigger, there's a couple of other things that need, you know, structure or I need to take my hat off and place it on somebody else. Right. The marketing, the promotion, the um, a lot of the back end stuff. So sending out the contracts paying the bills, paying the choreographers, paying the dancers, paying the dance, the teacher artists, paying them. So that's the structure with that. We also have uh, Jade of Dance Academy, which is a free program here in New York every Saturday. It usually runs from October to June. We just had our finale a couple of weeks ago. So it runs from October to June. So we have that as well, where that's fully volunteer. That's a free program. I'm about to turn that into a nonprofit. So there's certain things that needs to be, you know, foundation. There's certain things that need to be restructured or fleshed out, right? So that's the structure on that. The, uh, and again, the King Saint Edas and Sweet Sixteens, the uh, different offers that we have, the, the offers that I have for dancers and choreographers who are looking to monetize. I'm actually looking for more dancers and choreographers that work with the youth. I want to teach them work with them and teach them how to make more money, how they can monetize even more. So but we'll talk about that, you know, afterwards or later on. Um, the hard times and the pits and falls and all of that. Has this been easy? No, it has not. I actually have another, I have to put a lot of things up because I have footage. I always tell people I have footage for eons. Where's this thing at? So I can find this. Yes. I have footage for years, bro. So I don't know if you can see this. You remember these? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's how long I got footage. Those and hard drives and all that stuff. Um, but I have a segment that I did about a year ago. It's about to be a year where, you know, the company took a dip in finances. I learned I learned I learned that you can actually which is it's not a good thing, but you could be in a negative with your company for a few thousand before they stop transactions and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> so okay, this has been on, a roller coaster ride. Go ahead. Hold on. Go ahead. So before, before you go, so you said you had a dip in the company, mm -hmm. but you also have people that work under you that you have to pay. Like what? 
I don't know if he's gonna get into that, but what what happened there? Go ahead. Oh, they got paid. Okay. And if and, and unless they uh, if they watch this if they watch this interview, which I'm sure they will, that's the only way they're gonna find out that there was a dip in the company because they I've never told them that you know I was here eating rice and beans while I was paying y'all. Wow. You know? Yeah. It. I. I. I never told them that, and they don't. They didn't need to know. They don't need to know. Uh. Yeah. This is something that goes along with being a business owner, which is what I learned as well. We eat last. We eat last. Keep the, you know, and as we, as I grow, I've learned how to tailor that. And I've also learned that all of the money that the business is making is not my money. You know what I'm saying? It belongs to the business. So as I grow, you know, I make room for certain things where it's like, okay, I, I see how that happened before. We're not going to make that, let that happen again. So there's certain things, you know, you learn along the way. I've also learned to take my own advice with my analogy. And my analogy is anytime you, you fall on hard times or you, you feel that things are getting rough, look at a baby. Look at a baby trying to walk. That baby is going to get up. It's going to stumble. It's going to fall back down. It might cry, but it never stays down. It gets right back up and tries again. Right? So we were never, we were not innately born to quit. We were not innately born to stay down. So, yeah. No, that, I love it. I, I love that. I love that saying. But but before we move on, I just want to go back to what you said, the... The business owner eats last and also talking about how every, all the money you have is not your money. So, so, what, so what, what did you mean by that? So where, let's say you bring it in, let's say you bring in, what, 60,000, 70,000, that entire 60,000, 70,000, whatever, 100,000 or whatever it is that you're bringing in, that whole thing is not yours. So where you think, you you know, sometimes like you could bring in let's say again, 80,000, a number like 80,000 and think you have $80,000 to spend on yourself or you have $80,000 to, you know, blow however you want to. And it's like, no, that's not the case. 33% of that, you know, if that's the salary you're taking off, 50% of that is yours. But the whole 80,000, nah, it's not, you know? So even that, where it's like, I had to learn to, there's a book called Profit First, which we also read on the morning meetup where it teaches you the structure of how to break down your money and the percentages of your money. And then as I'm listening to other people and other gurus and stuff like that, that, you know, do strategies with money and all that stuff like that, it's like get about three or four bank accounts and start divvying up your money and putting them in those accounts. And then you'll know how much you actually have to spend, how much you have to invest, how much you have for taxes, you know, all of that stuff. Because these things... They're coming and they're going to be expenses. And it's not a, it's not a matter of being afraid of them. It's a matter of knowing, okay, I'm growing at such a level that now I have to make these pockets, you know, no, not like in reality. That. Yeah. In reality. Thank you, bro. In reality, those are things that we should have been taught from when we were younger, how to budget and how to spread everything out and what goes where. Unfortunately, we're not. And we learn you know, about bumping our heads, falling on the pavement and then getting right back up. 
Yeah, no, I was I was reading a book called Automatic Millionaire. Basically, what he was saying in that book is every time money comes in your account, you automatically send it to your savings account. You automatically invest. You kind of treat it like a bill. So like a bill comes, you know you can't touch that money. So you say, I want to save, let's say $200 a month. You want to automatically send it to that savings account because if you mm -hmm. don't, you're not putting that $200 in there. You're going to find something to do with it. So having All a right. business, I guess you got to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Or if not that money, the money will find somewhere to go. If you <laughs> yep. ain't putting it where it needs to go, it'll find yep. somewhere to go. Yeah. It's going to go into the wrong place. Yeah. Okay. It's going to go into the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so we have the empowering the youth. So you also said you also help dancers to learn how to monetize their, their skills. How, how does that Correct. work? So I have a coaching program. I have a couple of, it's a couple of, it's a couple of levels where I have a coaching program where I take the dancer, the choreographer, and build out their entire system. So, and when I say build out their entire system, it's learning how to turn themselves into a business because they have to learn, they have to learn that they are a business, right? I always tell dancers and choreographers all the time, somebody's making money off of your art, it might as well be you. Somebody's making money off of your art, it might as well be you. So I teach them how to, you know, turn themselves into a business, then how to even turn their their LLC or nonprofit or, you know, whatever it is that they, they escort that they decide to create, how to go after their um, vendor ID with the Department of Education. So there's a couple of different things, a couple of levels so that they can start making money on their own as in, in this aspect, as big as I'm making it, you know. But I also like I start them off a lot of them with. Um, with an ebook that I have. So if anybody goes to money strategies, money strategies for dancers and choreographers.com, they can get the ebook. Right now it's $19.97 instead of $37. $37. Yeah, $19.97. So they can do that and start there. Cause that breaks down on a lower level how to create packages and how to create offers that you can, you know, make money from. So a lot of times. As dancers, it's two things. We are taught that the only way to make it is to be a part of the industry. It'll go into the industry and the industry has to say yes or approve of you. Right. That's one. The other one is, you know, hanging with the right uh, dancer, choreographer or group to get through the door. You know, all of that gatekeeping stuff. We're at a time where the gatekeeping if you if you follow the model, if you follow that model, you will find that you be blocked by the gatekeepers, but because of social media, because of technology itself, think about it this way. So where you have a house, right, where the front door, somebody's gatekeeping the front door, and you have to ask for permission to get through that door, what technology has done is within that same house, it has built a second floor, it has built another door to the kitchen. It has built another door to the master bedroom. It has built stairs for you to go in through the door upstairs. So now there's a bunch of different ways for you to get in. But if you only looking at the one way that you were taught and the only way, the one way that you know, like again, go through the industry and only the industry, because there's nothing wrong with going through the industry, but that's no longer the only way. But if you think that that is the only way, then you're going to be met with gatekeepers, even though now there's so many different ways to get in. Mm. 
right? And, so yeah, listen, so I think the only way they're yeah. gonna only way they're gonna find out is by paying you. That's the only way they're gonna find out to get in the other door. Hey, bunny strategies for dancingchoreographers.com. So I have that as the ebook in there again. I break down. So let's say, for example, and I teach them to that's another thing. We got we <laughs> I never said this publicly, but dancers. A lot of dancers don't make a lot of money because we've been we've been left at five, six, seven, eight. That's what we were left at. So, and that's not even five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand. No, it's five, six, seven, eight. Right? Dancers will get that. Instead of just creating one-offs, let's start instead of counting and counting by one. So it's like if I said to you, for example, an amount I don't know if it's you or just other dancers. You need to make $5,000 by the weekend. How would you do it? And it's like, they'll start counting, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. No, let's stop counting like that. Let's change the valuation. Let's stop, stop counting by ones unless you're going to change the valuation of that one. Let me explain. If you needed to make $5,000 this weekend, for example, right? What if you created a package offer? You added maybe five classes into that offer, 10 classes into the offer, whatever it was. You also, um, after all those classes are done, you provide a photo shoot and a video shoot in that, right? So now, you sell that out. See who's looking to buy that, and it's like, somebody buys, you just sold that one package for $5,000. One package. Right, one package for five thousand, and then even if you did it on a split, where it's like okay, it's two thousand five hundred down, and then two thousand five hundred after everything is done, okay, then you get two people. You sell that package to two people, right? Because by the weekend, person, first person that gave you the down payment is two thousand five. The second person that gave you the down payment is two thousand five. You made your five thousand, but a lot of dancers are not thinking on that level. No, that's in, that's intense. No, that's yeah, yeah, man. She, uh, so I have a question. So are, are yes. now no? So yes, I'm gonna say I don't want I don't want to move on without no, no. Oh well, the other aspect also I have with the same thing with the King Sang and Sweet Sixteen that I was talking about earlier. That currently is a thirty eight billion dollar a year industry. Thirty eight billion billion dollars a year billion that the mainly the like the Latino population spends on these events. It's like you got the Latino population, you got the, you know, Hispanics, black population as well. $38 billion a year spent on these. I'm telling you, it's a wedding without having to say I do. So I teach them how to choreograph, how to find a client, how to choreograph these King Singer 316. Again, how to, how to work with the youth, because a lot, again, the youth in there are novice. They're not dancers and choreographers. So where dance and choreographers are used to working maybe with some top talent, it's like, okay, you have to know how to work with the ones who don't know how to dance, but you are the one that's going to make them make them dance and have them shine, and that's the way you're going to shine, right? So in there alone, those packages right now, as far as choreography, is running anywhere from $2,000 to $4,000 packages. Just one. So <laughs> you're shaking your head. I'm 2, just saying, yo, this is... I just, I just never, I could never, I've never even, I've heard about quinceaneras, but I didn't know that this much money was coming out of it. This is, 
This is crazy. I'm sorry. Continue, man. You dropping yes. gems, dog. Continue. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. So within that, you get one package, right? Of two thousand. This is on a low end, and it is a twelve to about yeah, about a twelve week to sixteen week commitment. Um, rehearsal process of like two hours on a Saturday, for example, right? So you got two hours on a Saturday, one package. So let's say you start from 10, 10 to 12, you finished 10 to 12. That's one package, right? For 2000. But does your day need to be over? Nah. What about if you did 12 to two, two to four, four to six, six to eight. By the time you're done with those, with, with those five, um, King and get on sweet 16, that's $20,000 you just made. But that's just Saturday. Is, is the weekend only one day? Nah, it's two days. So what did you run the same play on Sunday? You just made $40,000 at the end of 12 and 16 weeks. Rinse and repeat. Jeez. Yo, yo. <laughs> listen, listen. Follow J-Dove Productions. He is... Listen, listen, man. This is this is fire. This is, I don't even know what else to say. I asked some questions yeah. in my head. You, you, just, you just killed it. You, you just, well, whatever you got to say next, go ahead, man. I'm not even interviewing no more. You just <laughs> dropping gems. <laughs> nah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. All the links all the links are in my bio on the Instagram page at JDuff Productions. You can check out all the links. The courses are in there too. So I break down, I teach, I have the courses for the King St. Adams 316 where I break down all of this stuff. I also have courses for the birthday girl herself. So if they can't afford a full, you know, full-fledged choreographer, I have a course where I teach them how to listen to music from a choreographic perspective, how to work with their court, how to make sure their court stays in line because there's a contract in there as well for the court. Um, everything. How wh what how to speak to the DJ or mix their music if they need to mix the music, then how to get the DJ to mix the music if they need to mix, mix the music, what to do on a day of how to run everything, you know, on a day of. It also comes with a planner that I that I created as well. So it structures everything from like concept to the day of, even the day after. So yeah, that's in there. Jeez. Now this is now this is amazing. This is an amazing interview. I ain't gonna lie. It's amazing. It's, it's gonna Thanks, bro. I don't know when I'm gonna drop it, but this is this is definitely whenever it drops, people are gonna be learning some stuff. Um so, so I'm I'm just gonna already assume you are just a full you are a full time entrepreneur, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay, so, yeah. so when when did you stop your nine to five? Or did you have, ever have nine to five? I know you started off early. Yes. So my last nine to five was in 07. Oh god. Yeah. At a youth agency that I worked for. Yep. 07. Dang. 07. Yeah, man. Do you ever, and do you ever remember it now? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 07. Yeah, that's my last nine to five. Yep. Ever since then, and that's another thing that's in my ebook. I've been stacking, right? And what I call stacking is I've been working at different nonprofits as a dance instructor um, throughout the weeks. That's how I started off because these school, these nonprofits, they pay like anywhere between $35 an hour to $100 an hour, right? So now let's just go from, let's say, let's say, what fifty dollars? And I have this thing in my, I have it in my ebook, so I don't even have it up. But with the stacking process, I can work Monday, Wednesday at one site, Tuesday, Thursday at another site, Friday at a, at another site. So now I have what's that? Three sites that are paying me 
at thirty five at a thirty, let's say at the thirty five dollar or fifty dollar an hour rate, and I'm doing like two to three hours at each site, right? So within a week of being at three different sites, I'm just bringing in, I'm just bringing in dough. And then the beauty of it is also with that, let's say you miss a week because you you have to go away or whatever, you're just missing one or two classes within that week. You're not missing forty hours at one site. You know? So yeah. <laughs> Oof, listen, I mean this is it's inspiring because this podcast is to inspire people to, you know, think big, think out of the box. But this is something I've never heard of. And you've been doing this since, wow. man. 07. Yeah. 07. Yeah. And it's it's interesting how, like, you're interviewing me now, and I'm thinking, I'm like, not that I don't ever really speak about this, but I'm like, wow, like, oh, snap. Like, this is what I was preparing for, you know? Sometimes you're back in, a, like, okay, why am I not at a 9 to 5, or why am I not doing X, Y, and Z, or why is my life taking a course the way it's taking the course and all that? And it's it's like, oh, it's for it was for this. And for even greater. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, this is the Zimbabwe color. So getting the message and getting the youth empowerment through dance, you know, initiative out around the world. Yeah, man. So... Yeah, I think I'm all, I'm all out of questions. I'm all, this is this is fire. I got I got I got to play this one back for myself. This is fire, right? <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, but but actually, actually, last question: What kind that, of instructor are you? Because I just remember watching Making the Band. I think her name is Lori Lorianne Gibson. Lori Gibson. Yelling, yeah, just yelling at these people. Like like, I, I, how are you actually with these kids? Nah, I don't. I don't. Mm, I think I used to yell a lot. Uh, I've calmed down. <laughs> But I'm more, I'm more of an, uh, my approach is more of a, what do the youth bring to the table? And then what you bring to the table is what I mold. And this is what I teach all my, my other, you know, my, my teaching artists start off day one with finding out what they can do, who can flip, who can split, who can hold their leg up, um, you know, who can cartwheel all of these elements, you you have a whole show right there. You know? Set the choreo in between and all that stuff like that, but you have a whole show. So let's pull from, again, what the youth already bring to the table because they bring stuff to the table. So that's my approach. I'm big on discipline, but I'm also big on them knowing that we're working together and it's a team initiative. And so if they don't give their part or they're all over the place, then we don't have the structure that we don't have the structure and we don't have the final product that we're going to show and showcase. Right. So even that it's like, we let them know like right from the, from the very beginning. Okay. This is going to go up. People are going to see this. This is your work that we want people to see. We want people to see your talent and your ability. And that's how we also, we make sure that they're again, what they bring to the table is a part of the choreography and then what their ideas, the ideas that they have is a part of the choreography, the music that they want to use a part of the choreography. Of course, everything for me is like censored. We don't do anything that's not radio edit. And sometimes even now radio edit is not good enough. Um, so, <laughs> so all of that, you know, plays a part because we want them to know, okay, you have a voice 
you have a skill, you have talent, you even have some bottled up feelings or emotions that even if you can't say it verbally, we can turn those into a dance. So you can say it through your body. You can say it through movement. Mm, that's, that's my right. method. It's, it's funny how you said talent, talented, because my podcast, Unknown and Talented, basically the meaning is, yo, you're talented, but unknown. You're un, you're how, how talented are you are is unknown. So we're trying to help mm -hmm. you bring that out. So that's kind of fire. You said Absolutely. that. I love but, that. I love the, the message behind your podcast, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I appreciate you coming on. Thank Jay you for having me. Dove Productions, Mariano yeah, Martinez. Sir. Man, yes, listen, listen, listen. They, listen, if I knew how to dance, if I knew how to do anything, you'll be getting my money. So if you know how to dance, <laughs> make sure y'all hit them up. Uh, do you have yeah. any last messages for everybody? You've been dropping gems all day. I don't even know if you have anything left, but if you do, what, what <laughs> last words you want to leave them with? Definitely, definitely, definitely find me. For those who are schools, nonprofits, and youth organizations, go to www.youthempowermentthroughdance.com. It gives you a case study, a full case study of my methodologies and things that I've done already with the youth. If you are looking for quinceañeras and sweet 16 choreography, definitely go to dancemysweet16.com. Dancemysweet16.com. Dancers and choreographers. Money strategies for dancers and choreographers.com. Start there. Dance is more than just a hobby. Dance is more than just a waste of time. It's just more than a pastime. Dance is, again, mental health. It is a way to monetize. It is a way to um, stay healthy, stay physically fit, stay mentally fit. Dance is more than just a hobby. Let's not forget that. Thank you, my brother. Listen, fire, fire. My name is Jalon Abrams, Mariano Martinez, Unknown and Talented. We'll see you next week. Yes, peace.